0: I talk politics, the left-wing political podcast where we talk about politics. I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Sly. I'm Daryl. And I guess that's it. Hello. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Wait, who's this Who guy? are you,
0: stranger?
2: <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We recorded this like two, oh, once already, and Phil fucked up. Oh, I fucked up. That I time. didn't fuck oh, wait, up. You fucked up. You okay,
3: Phil's back. Right, you I'm back. I-, I was gonna pretend. Hey guys, I, fl- I flew over from Europe. I heard there's Nazis infiltrating. And why the US. are my
0: arms tied? <laughs> yeah,
1: from
2: punching
3: Nazis. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't agree with that. So, well,
0: we'll get into that
2: later. Yeah. So Phil's back, and I was, I was saying, punching Nazis is bad, and that's this whole story with a politician. Shit happened. Phil's
0: back, and without the nation's centrist to keep us all together, we've gone to shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: some might argue we've gone to shit because of
0: centrist. Oh, that's some name, Sly. (laughs) Some Sly's might say that. So we were going to do this cutesy episode. We were going to talk about like us in high school and us in college. And then there was a Nazi rally. So we're not going to do that anymore.
3: Uh, Excuse (laughs) me. Nazi rallies. uh, It was a unite the right
0: rally. It wasn't Nazis. Yeah. there There were no Nazis there, Phil? (laughs) <laughs> there, there, there were.
2: <laughs> there I'm was a lot of using your real voice, Phil, by the way. like uh, you, that, that weird shit you were doing before, like, now you're speaking actually. Uh, <laughs>
1: if you go to the the wiki page for Unite the Right, there's actually like 12 groups that were all there. And I have no idea yeah. which ones are specifically Nazi or not. I think they all are, but...
2: it's, it's but The best description I always heard is basically... They're like uh, alt alternative music fans who all have like different labels. Oh, I'm not really uh, uh, a fan of metal. I'm f- fond fan of new metal from the 1990s. But in the end, they're all the fucking same and no one cares except them. So like, I don't really give a shit. These are all white yeah. nationalists. <laughs> so now,
0: we don't... I just want to make it clear right up front. This is a horrible, horrible thing that we are not making light of. But if you guys are anything like me, you've been kind of messed up about this whole thing. And like, I'm kind of at the point that if I don't kind of try to... I guess, crack my bad jokes. Like, I'm gonna just be really fucking depressed and miserable about it. It's a defense mechanism to make... make, But I just want to get out in front and, like, we do not... We're not cracking jokes about this because we don't think it's a serious, serious thing.
1: Yeah, we we do not find it, like, humorous, actually, that minorities suffer under Nazis and oppression every day of their lives.
0: Yeah, and the, the rise of this kind of, like of the alt-right and stuff is something that I take... It affects me a lot, and, like... But I think... Let's just get into it, and I apologize for any bad jokes that I make. <laughs> well, you should do it every episode, right? I should. I really should. <laughs> a Nazi and a Black Lives protester walk into a, a bar. I've been typing out all my apologies, and boy, are my arms tired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh Charlottesville, the event. In case anyone doesn't know, um, in Virginia, in, right? Yes, back in February, Charlottesville City Council voted to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee from Lee Park, which also in July that Lee Park was renamed to Emancipation Park. Which this current the Unite the Right rally was like part in protest to that. But um, oh wait, our
0: our history buff Phil's back.
3: Who is Robert E. Lee, Phil? Uh, Robert E. Lee was the most famous (laughs) confederate general, although many believe he was the president of the confederacy, he was actually just a military commander, but very, (laughs) very well known, well respected, a lot of people said, you know, he, he wasn't fighting for slavery, he was fighting for Virginia, which is, it's complicated. (laughs) It's kind of bullshit. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. They had slaves. Yeah, he did. Um, so,
1: one Jason Kessler organized a rally dubbing it Unite the Right a week before the event, and the city of Charlottesville tried to, moving it to a, uh, a larger park, Park McIntyre, uh, citing concerns and logistical issues, especially since it was adjacent to the densely populated downtown mall, which is the area that was attacked by the driver. Um, the night before the rally, a federal drudge granted emergency injunction that allowed Kessler to, ga- to legally gather in Emancipation Park. So the night before the rally, um, white nationalists marched through the University of Virginia's campus, chanting White Lives Matter, You Will Not Replace Us, Jews Will Not Replace Us, and the Nazi slogan, Blood and Soil. Photos, uh, like one of the photos that you've seen where it's a bunch of them encircling counter-protesters, that's uh, around the statue of Thomas Jefferson, and that's where a lot of brawling broke out, and uh, where mace was being sprayed, and that's when the police declared the assembly as unlawful. The mayor commented on this, saying that it was a cowardly parade of hatred, bigotry, racism, and intolerance. And the next day, before the, like, the rally was supposed to be held at noon, but like three to four hours beforehand, nationalists had already started to gather, holding posters like, The Goyim No! and Jews Are Satan's Children. And they were met by counter-protesters, including militant groups that were chanting, uh, Kill All Nazis. Brawls broke out like, periodically throughout the day. The city declared a state of emergency at 11. Like, Trump issued his first of many statements after, like, sometime at, like, I think 11.40. At 1.45, there's the car attack.
0: I want Sly to tell us what Trump's basic statement was at first. Both sides are just as bad. Both sides are just as bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was after the... I think it was after the car attack broke out. So that's when he... Commented again, and that's when he was like, I've there's violence happening, it's awful, on I condemn it, sides. but yeah, it's it's on many sides. And he said something like all sides or both sides, something,
2: like yeah. That. And the Stormfront, uh, right, uh, far right, uh, organization, uh, was saying like th- uh, that was a good thing he did, um, uh, calling us out by name and like, like and saying, Oh, well, Nazis are bad, or some stupid yeah, like that. Wasn't something it like
1: it's I forgot their exact words, but it was something like that. He's secretly like agreeing with us. Yeah. yeah
2: like it was a dog whistle too. Uh... And Stormfront,
3: Stormfront's not just far right. They're literal Nazis. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they are Nazis. <laughs> they are like Heil Hitler. Like they are not, you know, well, um am kind of right. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, one thing I just want to add that I found really interesting. The governor of Virginia actually declared a state of emergency on Thursday so that the the guard would be ready for this rally mm-hmm. because uh, they actually, had. Actually, that's c- how you know. That's how you know it's a false flag attack. Because oh God! They
3: prepared it
0: in advance. Oh gotcha. God!
2: Sorry, did you hear Alex Jones say that? Uh, he doesn't support KKK, but they're probably all Jews in disguise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the the uh, I'm basically done with what happened that day. You can look up like a lo- a ton of photos, yeah. live footage of it. You can watch both the the black man getting beat in the parking lot, and you can also see footage of the car ramming through the people. Um, I think it's
3: crazy actually that the that like the police were not uh like separating the two groups. I know that's difficult in that kind of situation, but it seems yeah. like that's like priority number one is to keep the Nazis and anti-fascists like separated (laughs) any
0: protest I've ever been to. There has been the protesters and then a separate place for counter protesters. Uh. But the, the reason, the thing that I wanted to mention is I listened to an interview with the governor of Virginia this morning and he said that they actually had like Intel or intelligence or whatever, that they saw all the groups organizing online and they saw that they were told to bring weapons that they, they had battering rams hidden throughout the city. Like, they he said that these, na- these white nationalists and these, like, alt-right people were there to hurt people, and that's why he declared the state of emergency days ahead because he said, like, the evidence we saw was we were really scared what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, there was a Daily Stormer pamphlet that someone took a picture of where it was them, like, recommending to white nationalists. It's like, all right, you need to keep a burner cell phone. Make sure not to have, like, make... If you have your phone on you, make sure it's not unlocked by fingerprint, so that they can't get your fingerprint or ask you for it. Um yep. it was just a whole bunch of recommendations for like what to do if like you get caught and like how to avoid getting subpoenaed.
2: And also, uh, the police did set up barricades, but what happened was uh, the uh, the all right actually picked up barricades, and the police just watched as the all right used the barricades to uh, uh, as for their own purposes. Yeah, there's f- the, yep. There's
1: footage of that. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's a real, real shit show.
2: Yeah, and that's why the DSA uh, the day after basically said, like, this is a sign of why the left could never really rely on cops to protect them from uh, far right, and they couldn't protect us here. Mm. So how did we get here? How uh, did this happen? <laughs> I thought America
1: well, was great again.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> I actually, I'm going to be talking about the historic, historical roots of white supremacist movements and race war in the u.s but actually had a lot of trouble even condensing this into a podcast episode this yeah is, this you know, you, you, yeah, yeah, it's a this is huge. it's a really huge topic so i'm gonna try yeah. and just go in a few chunks and give very brief overviews of the topics i want to talk about because like it i i you know I, i've studied this a lot i've teached this stuff and it, it's it's really complicated but there's a few major points that to understand modern white supremacist
2: movements you need to understand i think and the the, f- the history of white supremacy is basically the history of America. Like that's how wide it is. So, like it's not like it's always going to be a, a task to talk about it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because a lot of people don't um, don't kind of realize that uh, race, as we think of it, is a modern concept. And when I say modern, I yep. don't mean fifty years. I mean nineteenth century. So eighteen hundreds ish on. Um, yep. Like pre-modern people, they obviously saw these people look different than me. They would call them sometimes different peoples, but the idea that like there are races with attributes is like a is a modern thing that comes out of the Enlightenment. Um, the Enlightenment had this obsession with classification, right? We can understand the universe and it, it must have natural laws, so everything can be classified. So you have people like uh, Linnaeus, um, the Swedish guy who came up with the whole you know genus species classification system. Um, he also had a classification system for humans, like uh, like Africanus and Asiaticus or whatever. And he kind of put forward this idea that other people were thinking that that blood carries behavior. It's not just physical traits, but it's also like behavioral and cultural things can be understood by race. Um, so, you know, it kind of is weird with this Enlightenment idea because they believed, you know, men should rule themselves. But maybe some people are worse at it than others. So they would say like Africans, no matter... No matter where they are are born, they're in their blood naturally aggressive. Indians are naturally incompetent at ru- at governing. Uh, East Asians are naturally lazy. Um, white men, Europeans, are naturally uh, innovative and creative. Right?
0: Wow, crazy. Yeah. So uh, that, this is this <laughs> is like the beginnings of social Darwinism. You did, yeah, And
3: and Darwin actually, when when he when the Origin of Species came out, that really because Linnaeus was doing this before Darwin, but it's all part of like the same movement. And when Darwin's book came out, people were like, "There we go. We have the explanation."
2: And I, I, I well, most of us know know this already, but uh, this, this is all bullshit science. None of this is accurate. Yeah, right. In fact, uh, you have like as a white person, you have more in common genetically with a black person. Than a black person likely has with other black people in a lot of instances. Yeah, that's how bullshit it is.
3: Biologists and geneticists won't. You can't break humans down into like subspecies. Like genetically, that's it. Just doesn't make sense. But this is the way they tried to classify the world, and this leads into the issue of slavery, um, which is at the root of all American race issues, really. And obviously, slavery is not a new thing; Um, it's like as old as fucking society. But ancient slavery obviously existed, and it probably, it definitely was more brutal and more dehumanizing, more prevalent than it is. Not to, not to. Say you know modern slavery was better, but ancient slavery was like spoils of war, right? When you conquer an area, you take those people as cattle, you work them to death in two years, and you move on. Um, Trump
2: supports this idea, by the way, saying we we should have done this in Iraq, like that's he literally said that's the spoils of our war. We get their, all their oil and money and shit for yeah. This is this
3: yeah. is a really old concept that like you you deserve what you get when you conquer someone. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't based around race though. It was just it's a conquest type of slavery. Um, however. Age of Exploration shows up. Slavery in the New World becomes a race-based thing. with It's hard to know whether it was race-based and became big in the New World, or if it, if because Africans were being used, it became a race-based thing. But because transplanted Africans made good slaves in the New World, um, they tried it with other. They tried it with Native Americans too, but they would always just run away, and they had their, like, a tribe nearby that would pick them up. Uh, it. They weren't. They didn't make good slaves because they knew the landscape they they spoke the language whereas transplanted africans were not unified by language or religion or sense of the land so and because it was a high supply coming out of africa in the americas to be black became to be a slave you know
1: mm-hmm.
3: so it became like a very there's no like spoils of war type thing it's like black is a, a is slavery like that's that that uh, equivalence came up and then um this leads into obviously years of strife how do we whatever the south is using it as their main economic motivator we get into the civil war i don't need to go into that uh you guys know about the civil war <laughs> I, mean, the I civil, yeah it is uh, yeah, it's uh, fought over states rights of- right yeah for states rights uh you know the uh the the there's always the argument of states rights it was states economics. rights to own slaves yeah Exactly. Economics to own slaves because it was profitable. It mainly was an economic issue, but it's like, I want to enslave people for money. Um, But there was lots of propaganda, even at the time, to the poorer whites, because most most whites in the South did not own slaves. Um, There was a lot of propaganda that was like, uh, blacks are going to kill us all if they become free, which I think might have been reasonable fear after the Haitian Revolution, where they killed all the white people. Um, and there's also that they're going to come fuck your wives. If they become free, black people are just going to fuck your family. So a lot of Southerners already had these you know, notions that blacks are, even if I don't own slaves, they are less human. They're more animal like.
0: Um, I would just like to, it's semi-related, but my aunt today shared a meme that was <laughs> a quote from some guy. This is how propaganda is still in the South. It's a quote from some guy, I don't know who, that said that taking down Confederate monuments was a disgrace to the black people that fought, that signed up to fight against Northern aggression in the Civil War. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, there's that. I love that. You're, again, it's the thing
1: we talked about where they're like, no, you guys are the real racist. Look, you're depriving these black people of, like,
3: their their leaders and people they looked up to. Yeah, they did not sign up, really. (laughs) In fact, in many states, they were like, it is illegal to arm blacks because they feared that in the chaos of the war that they would start an uprising, which was a real fear. Uh, But it's great that people are still talking about that. But anyway, Civil War ends. um, The South loses. Hooray for us. uh, And immediately, the Northern troops and the Republican-controlled North occupies the South. And this is where we get the rise of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, A lot of them formed out of Previous slave patrols—they were like slave patrols in different states that would go and look for escaped slaves. Some of these guys that were in orga- these organizations already um, became the KKK. It's it's weird because the KKK is not actually like a centralized organization. They they don't like di- have like directives come from one place, and s- they're like more local group that all work under the same name and beliefs. Um, even though they have like you know, Grand Wizard, they're very local, and so even it's at the time, like
1: alt local police.
3: Yeah, exactly, and, and and the we'll talk about this later with Sly's article, but police yeah. are a modern thing too, and a lot of them came out of this like exactly they were, they were KKK that. members,
2: and the KKK usually were were like filled filled these police forces because the, the police forces literally came out of the same uh, slave patrols exactly because we out. think
3: of police as always having have, having existed, but it's a very modern concept actually. It but is, but anyway, um, we also have these ex Confederate officials that now are really pissed off and they like Nathan Bedford Forrest who becomes the first grand wizard of the KKK he was a Confederate cavalry officer who used to ride around and if he ever caught black union soldiers he would scalp them and bring his scalps with them great
0: guy i have a Jesus. question yeah is there a reason why they're called wizards is it cuz their hats are pointy is that really it i don't know no do you know <laughs> some know of the... them are
3: also called cyclopses that's another what they get it, they get they get the name from from the greek word Kiklos, which means, like, circle. So I wonder if they're doing, like, mythological stuff with that, too.
2: I was just they're just to LARPers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it yeah. ties back into, like, the way
1: Paul talks about people as LARPing. Uh. But I just, like... <laughs>
0: Like Grand Wizards should be such a cool, fantastic also, name, and they ruined yeah. They also
3: it. have dragons and stuff there. It, it's really stupid, but
1: yeah, these they have guys sentinels, ghouls, monks. <laughs> that's really related to the that's yeah. related
2: to like the, the the current all right stuff of a lot of the dumb the imagery they have of Pepe's and shit like that. Like yeah, in the these future guys are, are always they're always just clowns, but uh, they the, the horrible shit they do. Yeah, uh, they, you know it's, it's serious because of that.
3: Yep, and these guys, their main goal was to. A, overthrow Republican control of the South, these local governments that they saw as being illegitimate, and to prevent, like, the free movement of the newly freed blacks and prevent them from participating in government. And this became a really big problem in the South. Um, High-profile activists and even congressmen, like, people sitting in the House of Representatives, got their houses broken into by KKK members who shot them in the face. And, like, voter intimidation was so bad in some counties that literally zero votes went to the Republican Party because they were too afraid to go there because yeah. they, would, they would literally stand there with guns. Um, the feds eventually did crack down um, on, the, on the first iteration of the Klan, but, and, and the Klan does die down then, but Jim Crow ends up going on for 60 years, which is segregation in the South. And then the... And the happens. Yeah, so the, the Klan dies for, like, 50 years, and then we have, bam, the era of immigration, early 1900s. We see tons and tons of immigrants coming in through Ellis Island and other places, and obviously, this makes people want to join the clan again. And so we have Birth of a Nation being made, which is talking about the first clan and being like, wasn't that great? Uh, yeah,
2: it basically says, like, America, Birth of a Nation, because America came together. And then they portray, the first half is about, like, the Civil War shit. Then the second half is basically about how blacks were roaming around uh, the South raping women. And uh, then the KK went, to, like, they were, like, the, the white knights saving our white women from being raped by black uh, mongrels. Yeah, and that People, watch, people watched. And also. The fact it was such a important movie, like people still say like, that that was such an important film in terms of filmmaking, like, like the directorial methods they use and shit like that. Like, the, and you know, films don't come off come out that often back then. Like a lot of people saw it, even like in like uh, the north and shit like that. People uh, the White films. House, the White House. I mean, they played yeah, it
3: exactly. They played it in Woodrow Wilson's White House. It was 1915, so it was the really early era of of movies. Yes, yeah, so that,
2: that, that kind of is interesting because it's so important. It was so important to the culture. Like we can't even understand it in a lot of ways. How I, think yeah. I, like... I
0: think I watched it in a college class actually.
3: I, I have just, not actually seen it myself. I think I remember.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did. I'd be interested
3: to see that, even though it's like really perverse. Like just the even though you'll
2: probably fall asleep like you did during Dracula or Nosferatu. I mean. <laughs> yeah, maybe,
3: but uh, anyway, this this new clan was. Anti-immigration, mostly. Anti-Catholic, um, because we had a lot of Irish and Italian immigrants coming in. Anti-Semitic. They were very much Nordic, like the Nazis. They were very much like... You have to be, like, Nordic and Germanic and and Protestant. Like, uh, that was the big key. And then they kind yeah. of die out again a little bit, and they come back for another resurgence in the Civil Rights Movement. Great. Again, every time there's, uh, you know, a push for you know, minorities becoming big in the country, it it drives this, like, white fear that we're going to be, you know, replaced. We're going to be... We're going to be the minorities. Yeah. it's always been the fear. Even in, like, The Great Gatsby, uh, what's his name? Tom is talking about how he read an article about how uh you know the white people are going to be the minority within the next 20 years this is it's like a fear among well i think that's the
0: big fear is that like oh no one day other people are going to be able to treat us like we treat them (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's like we got to keep our power
1: but we're not going to treat them bad but we just you know we want to keep our powers just in case i I
2: know this i know in the south during uh slavery times like they they don't want to unfree the slaves because Slaves make, make such a huge pop, part of population too So like yeah. they gonna In, in states like
3: South Carolina There were more slaves than white people So Yeah Like again They, they looked at like Haiti Where every black uh, Every white person on the island Got their throat slit And they're like This is a legitimate fear Like we will all be killed by blacks um, But now, but
2: now that the fear has evolved So now that, uh, We're so afraid that we're just going to get Like Yeah exactly gonna... Like oh, and we'll
3: lose our Our cultural <laughs> prominence And blah 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 <laughs> Um but that's that's basically the clan in a nutshell. Um they continued to use uh, voter intimidation tactics, lynchings um well into the 1950s and 60s. Um Yeah, a lot, of, a
1: lot of those photos are like soul crushing
3: where it's like an entire community, like families
1: standing around a lynching. Yeah,
2: they do yeah, have picnics is... while doing that shit. Like they would be family like actually family events. Like, yeah, like, like a town drive.
1: event like oh let's just come watch them get lynched and it's like oh, And, and it wasn't
3: it. It wasn't even like just hanging. Like I mean, there was a there's a famous case that I I can't remember the guy's name, but he was on trial for I think raping a white woman. Ah uh, yeah. Of the courthouse yeah, yeah. and it's just grabbed and they like literally while he's alive cut off his genitals, dip him into fire and then put it out so he stays alive. Like this is like it's not just vigilante justice unless you think. That torturing someone to death is justice, I guess. Even look it's, at
0: the Emmett Till case. He yeah. he allegedly whistled at a white woman. Yeah. But the white woman actually, like, last year came out and said she made it up. Oh, yeah. He was tortured yeah. to death. Yep. And, like, yep. one of the most horrible,
3: you know... And the police often did nothing or were part of it. in many cases, if they, you know, they're not going to actually show up and help lynch someone, they would give they would be given the order by like the mayor or the police chief, wait 30 minutes and then go break it up. By the, by that point, yeah. you know, the person's dead. Um, and,
2: uh, it's also worth noting that uh country's first anti-terrorism laws in the in the 1870s were also uh, aimed at protecting blacks from the KKK. So yeah. people oh, really? always argue whether uh, the- right-wing terrorism is right-wing uh, Extremism is terrorism. Uh, that's a fl- they, were cre- they were literally... How we got terrorist laws... Because of yeah, the, uh, the
3: The Reconstruction South... Was actually broken up... Into military districts. It was like... Guerrilla warfare... Was happening to kill black people... And the feds... Were, were basically trying to protect... A. White Republican politicians... Who were fighting for this... And B. The newly freed slaves. Like this was... It's not like they just came... And burned crosses on people's lawns. Um, they literally... Were trying to do anything... In their power to... Overthrow these local governments... Um, stop blacks from moving freely, participating in government, and kill any whites who they saw as collaborators. Um, and that's basically the, that's the KKK. The neo-Nazi movement strange to me because that started in like the 50s and 60s, and yeah. they're still not very big, but it's still it's still is very weird to me that uh, that again we have like Nazis. The f- <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Like even the the big the big organization, the Nas- the National Socialist Movement, they have like 400 members, but that's still a that's a lot of Nazis to have in the U.S., I feel like. Uh, yeah. I don't... Anyway, that's... The KKK was much bigger. Yeah.
0: One thing I want to clarify is you keep mentioning, like, Republicans. I think it's important to note that the parties, just to contextualize, it used to be switched, where yeah. Democrats were the right-wing party and Republicans were the left-wing party. That's yeah. important to note
2: because, like, a lot of uh, fucking uh, Republicans now, like, the National will say, you know, uh, Democrats caused lynchings in the 30s. When... What happened during civil rights... Because it was the Democrats that uh, enacted civil rights. All the racists from the Democrats fled to the Republicans side. Basically. Yep, one
1: well, of well, my sister's co-workers used that argument against her today. Like, oh, didn't you know that Democrats used to be the real racists, though?
3: Yeah.
0: And it makes yeah. sense because Democrats being small government because it's direct democracy and Republicans being large government because it's a, re- a elected republic makes more sense linguistically. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So just when, when Phil says... You know, re- white Republicans or things like that. In that in that context, we're really talking about the left wing party at the time.
3: Yeah, I mean, they I, I don't think they would have been considered left wing, but they they are totally the the city people that we're thinking of as Democrats today. Yeah, I don't and, and mean left
0: wing by modern political spectrum. Yeah. I mean like, you know, also they're also, also
2: this is like a good example of why political terms are so arbitrary and it fluctuates so much. So it's like uh, yeah. Like, you can call it left wing, you can call it right wing, but uh, it, it's, you're a white nationalist. So that's all you really need to know. Exactly, yeah.
3: it's it's really hard to like. Even when you guys were recording the episode with uh, evidence, line, you're like, how left or right are you? It's like those terms are okay, but they don't they don't actually give you too much info. Yeah, because you know you can be left wing and be Stalin, or you know or. But he shares a lot in common with, you know, fucking Nazis. Yeah,
2: but... like, song Solem- was a dictator, but he's considered far yeah. left. Anarchists are considered far left, too. But or far also, right. Or, or even, like, yeah, like...
1: What do you consider something like a libertarian, where they just want the government out of everything, but they yeah. still believe you're allowed to do whatever you want uh, on, like, your that's, property?
3: Yeah. Classical
1: liberal, yeah. but far right
3: in a, it's,
1: <laughs> yeah. it really it's... the mix.
2: Yeah. That's why You know, semantics are always bullshit, like, when people say, oh, classical liberal, shit like that. Just, you know, like, uh, there's always a generally agreed upon terms and you just fluctuate whatever suits you best i think
0: yeah. well that's why i just wanted to mention it because it, the yeah. generally agreed upon terms in the early 1900s and the late 1800s were the opposite of what they are now yeah the republican yeah.
3: party at the time was largely formed to stop they didn't try they weren't trying to ban slavery but they wanted to stop the spread of slavery in any new territories that was like their their main platform in the early in the election of uh, 1860 so yeah. they they literally were like we really don't want slavery to spread they were mostly northerners Lincoln didn't get a single vote in the South, and he was the Republican candidate.
2: Uh, so, that's why they also part reason why they split because they're like we don't have a voice anymore. Yeah, literally,
3: none of us voted. and We still lost. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, okay, that's my sounds that's like my, a good
3: idea. <laughs> uh, that's the historical context I want to give on race in the U.S. It's it's complicated, and it really goes back to this the issue of black slavery as a as a main economic motivator for half the country, or you know. Mm-hmm. And the 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 response to what do we do now? How do we? How can all these people who have seen blacks as less than human now live with millions of newly freed citizens?
0: I know yeah. you've you said you did a lot of research and stuff that you were trying to compress. If people, if listeners are interested in the bigger story, do you have any resources you would recommend? Uh,
3: Ice on the prize floor. Till... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
0: glad that I set up that joke and you knocked it out of the park.
3: <laughs> Um, uh, but also, if you guys have Netflix, uh, Ken Burns' Civil War documentary is actually very good. Um, also watch uh, Tim Wise. He gives a
1: lot of good speeches, and I, I really liked his stuff. I got into him, like, two months ago. Or, cool. like f- cool. four or five months ago.
2: All right, so that's the uh, history of the KKK, uh, put pretty succinctly by Phil. Congratulations. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> you may now uh, receive you. your prize. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about, like, after our really good and uh, more received episode about uh, cops in the politics in the 1970s, I'm going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> How all cops, cops are KKK members? KKK. No, but it's, it, this is, like, a, dude, like, this is actually a purposeful uh, plan, it, like, a, a purposeful plan by the white supremacists to take over local police force, and also, like I said, like, they spawned out of the same... uh VAT. Bad and like that's not to say all cops are bad or whatever, but like it's it's important. It's like it's important to know the history of white supremacy in this country. It's important to know how white supremacy is factoring into our local law enforcement and why yeah, and it is I, so dominant. I,
0: I think this is important to note. Like this is why people on the left push for more accountability and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, transparency uh, over, over oversight. No, not yeah, oversight, but also like vetting more yeah vetting, mm. consistent vetting and you know looking into if you're gonna have a police force that has a license to kill people you should properly vet them and have accountability when they make mistakes
3: yeah and it's not it's not crazy to think that um the kkk and the law enforcement would have a relationship because even though we just said political terms are bullshit they uh, right wing generally does believe in like law and order yeah um and many fascists feel the same way like like the Mussolini's and the Hitlers of of the world, they believe that they're they're bringing their country better by enforcing strict law and order, and and police feel like they're they're making the country better by enforcing law and order. They, these I are, mean, that is their job. These concepts, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not saying they're they're wrong, but it's it's easy to see why there might be some drifting between the two because they come from the same place of, I can I can keep the country safe and better by enforcing you know strict laws. Mm-hmm.
2: So my article I'm doing is called uh, the, "It's by the Intercept called the FBI Has Quietly Investigated White Supremacist Infiltration of Law Enforcement.'" It's written by Alice uh, Alice uh, Sperry, and so it basically talks about how uh, white supremacists are trying to get an active presence in U.S. police departments. There's it, it, it references it into. Uh, oh, I thought you to, said
0: active president. I'm like, we already have one. <laughs> uh huh.
2: <laughs> Uh, the the conclusion is referenced in the Classified FBI counterterrorism Policy Guide from April 2000, uh, 2015. The right details how individuals get added to the FBI watch list, terrorism watch list. And it notes that uh, uh, domestic terrorism investigations foc- focused on militia extremists, white supremacist extremists, and sovereign, citizens, sovereign citizen extremists often have identified active links to law enforcement officers. And... Uh, the article talks about how the FBI has been reluctant to go public with this information because the last time uh, this was really brought up, it caused a, sh- a huge shitstorm. Sh- but uh, basically, uh, the article uh, discusses how these groups actually are called uh, ghost skins. Some of them would just blend just so they will have like p- prior warning from the cops about when they're going to show up to an area to break up a white rally or shit like that. But uh, it also goes into a bunch of scandals uh, between local uh, police officers and sheriff's departments in 1991, Los Angeles. Members of a local sheriff's department formed a neo-Nazi gang uh, that habitually terrorized black and latino residents. In Chicago, a police police detective called John Berg. uh, He was a rumored KK member. He was prosecuted over charging over charges where he tortured at least 120 black men during his decade-long Holy career. Holy shit. Yes. And in Texas, two police officers were fired when they discovered there were two Klansmen, and they admitted they were trying to recruit others to uh, join the Klan as well.
0: And so I mentioned uh, uh,
2: there was a shitstorm so called wait, last they time. were
0: Klans members in the police trying to recruit police officers into the Klan or Klansmen into the police department? Uh, Klansmen into... Uh, police officers into the Klan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they like so, sent someone into the police department, and they were trying to turn non clans police officers into clansmen. Yeah. Men. Interesting. And it, like I said, it was a storm that happened because of this. Because in 2009, the Department of Homeland
2: Security, after uh, Obama's uh, victory, the, the Homeland Security uh, said, with coordination of the FBI, they said there's researchers in right wing extremism. They said the right wing are using the election of the first African American president to mobilize and recruit people. They warned that they're focusing on disgruntled military veterans. And the report, report concluded that the right-wing extremists are the most dangerous uh, domestic uh, terror groups, uh, terrorism group at this time. And the right-wing basically lost their shit. And, um, and this was in
0: 2009? 2009, yeah. So this is like er- this is early in Obama's yeah. term. Wow.
2: Yeah. And so the right-wing lost their shit saying this is again, free speech. This is like you should be focusing on Muslim terrorism. They're the real terrorists. -hmm. Uh, Even though the fucking FBI, Homeland Security said no, right-wing extremism is more dangerous than uh, Muslim terrorism because of all the outrage. uh, The 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 reports, the investigator was pushed out of the department. They stopped doing intel on right-wing extremist groups, and so Mm -hmm. like not only uh, because of the pressure, they basically stopped. They they were were saying this is the most dangerous terrorist group, and they stopped completely investigating it. The Department of Homeland Security because of the pressure, so they stopped completely investigating the most uh, dangerous
0: group they thought uh, existed. I mean, I've Ed. seen that statistic. It's every time there's any attack of any kind, it's angry white dudes are the biggest. Like yeah. they're the most dangerous people in America. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh uh, and- and yeah,
1: there's the was it seventy eighty percent of uh, mass shootings are made by white
2: males. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's only the FBI investigating it, and now they're trying to keep it on the down low because they don't want the same shit to happen. To the Department of Homeland Security to have them. They don't want, they don't want people scrutinizing their investing as much. But the current I,
0: FBI is investigating it. The current
2: FBI is investigating. In this article, it mentions uh, Comey is, was doing it. Uh, maybe things change because a lot of things change.
0: Uh, <laughs> on the top of Comey thing, part of the FBI. This is from this article is from a January. report from 2015. It's from January. No, the article's from this January. No, but I mean, like, the report that they're reading from is from twenty thirteen.
2: Yeah, okay. and that's another thing. There's been very little updates on how bad it's gotten since these reports because there's so little information on it. And, like, mm-hmm. progressive senators are saying we need to, we need to help, uh, be more willing to confront the right wing about this, this fucking terrorism. Mm-hmm. Good and, fucking uh, luck with that. Yeah, it doesn't yes. help when
1: Trump, like, uh, what was it? Back in January, they cut funding for Life After Hate, which helps white supremacist transition out of um
2: wow, I didn't know about racism
1: that. yeah it, it, it got like 10 million in grants and he cut all the funding and like froze it cause I after the Charlottesville stuff a lot of people have been hitting him for that like look and you did this like you're complicit mm-hmm. in this
0: the article, talks,
2: the article talks about how uh, not only is it bad that no one's investigating it but local law enforcement are even being trained to be aware of these groups and to vet them or doing the shit to prepare for Or if you can be aware of of this it's a a huge huge problem in the police departments. Uh, The former lead researcher that that brought this up uh, was named Daryl Johnson, and he said the problem is even worse now uh, because he's running uh, a new consulting firm that analyzes domestic terrorism. And he says, like, now there's a rise in Oath Keepers, Constitutional Sheriffs, uh, the Peace Officers Association, uh, and these all have anti-government attitudes, and they're working to recruit uh, active, as well as even retired law enforcement officers. And so, and, and the article talks about how now the focus is only on people radicalized by foreign groups, not, not anyone radicalized by uh, domestic groups.
0: Well, that's actually so interesting to me, because when you introduced this topic, I thought it was going to be about how white supremacists are trying to infiltrate the police, but it seems like it's kind of like they're trying to bring police officers into their fold. That's like the yeah. opposite of what I would expect. But doing they're kind of doing both, because like I said, like they, they Yeah, no, to... no, certainly.
2: Yeah. Uh, so Peter, uh, uh Siami... A sociologist at Chapman University who spent years studying proliferation of white supremacy in the U.S. military. He conducted a study of indicted right-wing individuals, and at least thirty-one percent of them had military experience. And it said uh, because uh, because of all this uh, realization of the amount of white supremacists in the military, the military actually started imposing uh, stricter screenings to discharge those exposing racist views or brandishing uh, white supremacist tattoos. But the problem is uh, the military kind of operates in its own weird uh, legal realm. They have like their own oh, yeah. weird yeah. system of laws there. So it's a lot harder to reform the police the way, the same way we reform the military. One of the main reasons is because the police is so decentralized where there's, there's thousands of police departments across the country operate in their own different way. And uh, like we said, a lot of these, like some of them spawned out of not super racist uh, uh, fucking slave Hunting organizations, but a lot of them did. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Norm Stamper, a former police chief of Seattle Department, says like like people expect like racism is just going to die out, but like these institutions were founded on racism. This country, like it's, it's like the history of this country was founded on racism. They're not they're not going to dissolve overnight. As much as people keep saying, "Oh, racism is over" because we've elected a black president. Mm-hmm. The FBI, uh, they talks about like methods they're using. The FBI can mark a Washington officer as a silent hit, so now they're 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 marking. Uh, suspected uh, white supremacists, but they're making sure no one else can th- know about it. So, like, the the person isn't aware about it, and the law enforcement uh, department isn't aware about it, that it's being investigated. Hmm. And, like, this is their own... They, 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 they view this uh, as so serious that this they created their own policy just for this. Just for this. Like, the, the white list policy was created just for domestic terrorism. They created their own special policy and, and, and laws just to investigate white, uh, white supremacists and law enforcement.
0: I'm kind of shocked that more like house democrats aren't talking about this or like it's because attacking the police is a bad political. yeah it's a bad, it's a bad look idea. yeah it's yeah. it's sort of like
1: how a lot of there's a lot of people that don't want to like lower funding on the military that's a bad look too yeah
0: but that's the reason like, why i said house democrats because i feel like there is a wing of the democratic party that like the fact that like that was a big issue in the primary for the president pre- presidential race like not necessarily attacking but like the, I th- That this being a talking point and why we need more, you know, all the stuff I was saying before. I Police feel accountability. Like, yeah, police accountability. It, I it's feel hard,
3: like... though, because to say we need to make sure they don't, uh, out of fear, just shoot random people and they need more training, it's different than saying uh, 3% of the police in this country are fucking <laughs> neo-Nazis. <you laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. Like, it's really, it's a very sensitive topic because you kind of do have to then really attack... A percentage, at least, of of these cops, and then for the other ninety percent who are like, "I'm not a fucking white supremacist," they're gonna take this as an attack on them too. Yeah, yeah, blue lives
2: matter. And then blue line, all that shit. It's a culture like it's it's, it's, with any reform of the police department is always going to be tough because it's it's so ingrained. And the right wing are always going to perceive project themselves as defenders of the police. Yes, and.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll protect them no matter what. So uh, it's all it's icky.
2: And uh, not to uh, revive
0: the Nazi punching shit, but but uh, <laughs> to it's revive time. it. What was uh, that our, is... like fourth episode? I think it's time to bring that back a little bit. But uh, like the Charlottesville
2: shit, where uh, the DSA talked about how the police didn't help them there. Uh, that actual instance in history uh, where. The police aided and abetted the KKK white supremacists. The fact that the white supremacists are actually planning to infiltrate these groups and to make them more sympathetic, to uh, use their intel, uh, to police use their, uh, to recruit them. Uh, that's why when uh, Phil said, on um, being an asshole for saying, sometimes the law isn't necessarily as moral. That's why I said it, because there's going to be a time where the law is not going to be on your side because the people on the law may not be on your side. They're not going to protect you from a Nazi threatening your life. And that's when it's okay to punch a Nazi, in
3: my opinion. Okay, but that that was not that was not how it was framed. Uh, if a Nazi
2: threaten your life, you can punch a Nazi. Not just threaten your life, f- but like uh uh, uh threaten uh by even that the rally, go coming more into the public frame and espousing their views, like this is like to us you might say, Oh, it's a debate club, let's debate these thoughts, but people have their lives online here, like minorities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a fucking debate club, like if, if we allow these guys to become, to make transition to the debate club where we're just going to debate whether it's uh, logical or scientific to eradicate uh, less desirable people and we start debating the fucking bell curve, that's not a good country we're going to be living in. And, and and, and, and like, we're not the ones who are going to suffer the most if, if things go south. I, I think it's, like, it's very white, it's very privileged to say, like, you should never punch a Nazi because uh, you're, because when push off the shelves, you ne- you're never going to be the one who's in danger. And minorities know that the cops aren't going to be the ones who always going to protect them. They know through history that the whites aren't the, the cops aren't going to be protecting them. I have an, another way to
1: frame it. Would you? Yeah. If there was an ISIS member speaking out and holding a rally, would you protect their? Like, would you feel bad if they got punched, or would you like?
3: Yeah. Are, yeah. Are you talking against me? Yeah. Yeah. You're asking me. Uh, first of all, I never would feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad. Oh that yeah, yeah, not not either. feel bad,
1: but like, <laughs> would you uh, would you not condone the punching?
3: It's kind of like what I said in that in that post yesterday on the group that it, the reason I I am very hesitant to ever say censorship is okay is because there there is I know yes I, I'm I'm one of these fucking white males saying slippery slope, but it's there is a there are degrees right, and if if obviously if someone's saying we have to eradicate the Jews, I don't think that should be protected speech, and if an ISIS member is like. Fucking, let's blow up America. I don't think that's protected speech, but then you get into a weird territory where if someone is racist and says uh, blacks aren't as smart as whites, do you do you ban him from saying that? But if they're rallying... with, But that's uh,
2: tortures, not a threat of violence. Yeah, we no, were... I agree. I'm saying threats of yeah. violence should
3: never be tolerated.
2: Their and... uh, goal is physical removal. Like, the violence is not going to come from that. Uh, even, if you, if you, even if you're not asking for genocide, they're asking for uh, physical removal. That's not. But gonna I be think violence. that's
0: the difference. Is If they say, like, you're not as smart as me because of your race, I think that's protected. It's super shitty, but I think it's protected. But when you say you don't deserve to live here, that is a threat of violence. We're going to have police come to your is, house. Is, and you your don't deserve
1: to live here a threat of violence or is that I just a so. statement I someone's I making? Because, I think it is. Because like <laughs> if you did something terrible and then I said that to you, but I just yeah. I didn't mean it to like in a racial way, I just mean like you don't deserve to live in this li- I think you but, you're, but, to you're, ethics but now. you can
0: contextualize it. If somebody's saying like Jews don't deserve to be in this country, that is a threat of violence to me. Well, there I are people draw the who are like there. who are like uh
3: Uh, I heard someone recently, just in person, being like, they should just fucking, uh, any pedophile I've ever seen in my neighborhood, I should, I'm gonna go beat the shit out of them and and kick them out or kill them. Like, is that, is, should that person be in jail for saying that? Uh, Yeah, this is, (laughs) because I I think he's wrong to say that, but I think he's just an asshole. And I know you're saying, like, I I, I totally get it. I am privileged because I'm like, I, I wouldn't be lynched by the KKK. But at the same time, it is it is a it is very important for for me that the the foundational ideals of a of a democratic society, which the U.S. has tried to do for a long time. I know we can talk about how we failed at that many times, but when when the U.S. was trying this out, everyone else in the world was monarchies, and when we continued to do it and fought over this, they went back to monarchy. Like the the U.S. has for a long time fought for the ideas that. Uh, People should be free to, to say and think what they want, and that infringing on that is
2: is a is a scary place. E- but even when me. like the, the, in, the, in the past, white supremacist groups uh, used our legal processes to oppress people, and mm-hmm. now that's their goal. Now, like their goal now is literally to enact that same world we lived in during the uh, the 60s and earlier. Like the, so. You-
3: so, is the goal here though to then just? censor them from talking or is it to not allow white supremacists in the police force is it to to, to strengthen the institutions that protect the country well, from we... having a, a police force that was like obviously when these groups in the past like in, when the kkk was part of the police force lynching people in the civil rights movement and earlier uh, that was not working as intended
0: here's the thing that, that i struggle with though like f- to go back to what phil was saying about how like if one guy says something about like pedophiles or something is it the and then it's like that guy's just an asshole but like when it's a group do you think it's the volume of people saying it that changes it is it the context because like i've heard plenty of people say stuff just this week on facebook that i'm like if you got arrested at a nazi rally for saying this i would support it but i'm not gonna call the police on you right now is it the volume of people that matters? Is it the organization? I, th- I think it can be like the volume of people, and that's what yeah. a lot of people
1: are worried, especially about. especially if they're
2: and gathered in an area. And because like yeah. these people have existed for years, but now they're, they're they're showing that we're not we're not afraid of of your criticism. we not, afraid, and that's what scares me the most. Because uh, uh, I'm I'm sure Phil would would eventually speak up for Nazi punching once they they win everything and start uh, enacting their forced uh, relocation policies to other countries and shit. But at what point does that happen? And I think we should, uh, right now, when they're still getting the courage to act out in public, I think we should punch them now to save ourselves. It's, punch it's also right. technically it's
1: still like a problem because the patriarchy is inherently skewed towards white, older, male, affluent. Yeah, and because of that, like it, minorities are already at a disadvantage. Um,
0: yeah,
1: facing off against these this 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 problem it's not like an even field it's like yeah. well if one group attacks another group it's like it's an impoverished like held down suppressed group punching up at another group at a yeah. protected group basically
0: so i do want to kind of just segue to why i'm kind of more on sly side than i was at this time in january <laughs> because i it When we recorded our Nazi punching episode, I talked about, like, no, we should discuss these ideas. We should get yeah, these ideas yeah. out and all this stuff. Because it's, a, it's a very trying, noble cause. Yeah, and I've been trying to do that for the last, like, week. And it's fucking impossible. <laughs> and I... Talking to people, like, family members, people, like... I I didn't engage with my dad on this because I had to run to record this episode, but he said, like, hey, Trump denounced the KKK. That's more than Obama ever did for Black Lives Matter. And, like, it's this false equivalency that I have seen, like, so aggressive where Malcolm from, you know, Comrade had this really great post that I liked a lot and a lot of people shared it. So randos kept arguing with him and I would get involved with it. And I also started arguing with a lot of different people. And... It's not like when Phil makes this argument, where Phil's like, it's a slippery slope, there's degrees to these levels, and Phil is still willing to draw the line at certain places. It's, it's also... Said it. said Phil, because... I, I wish on Phil, I wish you on Phil, but uh,
2: Phil just is like, you know, he's, he likes law and order, he, like, he doesn't want to evolve <laughs> into fights on the street. I understand that. Uh, I I think he's underestimating how much he has really gone in that direction, but I understand why he thinks the way he does. I I,
1: I I just want to point out for like Phil's case, what's really important for me looking at people making these arguments is if you've supported like candidates and people that are on our side that are fighting for the left and fighting for minorities, because then I'm more willing to listen to your concerns.
0: Yeah. Well, because that's the thing is like, Phil says like threats of violence are not protected, things like that. But I argued with so many people that were like, you should never censor anything. And somebody like one guy was saying, if, if somebody stabs me because I'm Jewish or they stab me because just cause to stab me, that shouldn't be a different crime. And I'm like, but, like, manslaughter and homicide are different. Like, there are degrees yeah, yeah, to this. matters, yes. If somebody yeah, makes a direct threat, that is a crime and should not be protected. And, like, that's the thing that so many of these, like, white boys that have their slippery slope, and I don't mean Phil, because Phil recognizes degrees, where so many people are like, no, people should be able to say literally anything they want. And, like, that's... These are the same people that get like mad when people call people Nazis and stuff. But like, that's, I could not argue with these people. And the thing that made it worse for me was I started talking to people on my congressman's Facebook page. This isn't just like, this isn't R. The Donald. R.I.P. Yeah, this isn't r the Donald. this isn't 4chan. Yeah, this, this, is, is this is my like almost sadder, Facebook page
1: because these are these are the real people, the people that And actually... the
0: whole thing was this is what this is what happens when the left's rhetoric gets violent. Mm-hmm. This is And I saw people, my family members saying commenting on posts, white su- the white supremacists did nothing wrong. It's the antifa that did this. And people saying that they're all George Soros backed deep state insiders yeah. and all this false flag stuff. And on my Congressman's page, I, they said, they're not violent. They should be allowed to say whatever they want. And I posted the article and said, look, somebody drove a car through counter protesters and Three different people attacked me and said he was an Antifa insider. And I said, do you have a source for that? Because everything I see here's like BuzzFeed actually had a really good whole comprehensive thing of all the like his Facebook page before it was taken down and all these things. And then the Washington Post reported on it, too, that this guy was a neo-Nazi. Mm -hmm. And you have police officers on the scene saying, oh, we don't know if it was intentional. He might have just gotten scared from all the protesters. And now you have all these people saying, oh, no, he's just a liberal with literally no evidence. So how can I talk to these people? And of course, none of them, they would either keep yelling at me and never even acknowledge any of my points or just never come back. And that's the thing is I see people... Like, if you think that George Soros-backed Deep State insiders are the ones doing these fake neo-Nazi things, I cannot talk to you. There is nothing I could say to convince you differently. I honestly don't... With the people who think
3: everything's a false flag, it's kind of an impossible argument because everything could be a false flag, but they don't have evidence. So it's it's all this, like, conjecture realm, right? Where it's like... Well, it could have been a uh, CIA operative, whatever. Yeah, the, you can't you can't But really they call
2: they call for every single as if uh, That's they, what I mean. It's the, like the, the Donald, the, the Donald was like a maelstrom
1: of really crazy stupid opinions where it's like it's both false flag. It's I've also seen them saying the cops weren't even behind the white supremacists like they were yeah. for Antifa. It was also yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like they were Antifa and then they were trying to disprove like other rallies that were white supremacists. Like it's just this madness of like Everything's fake. Like I'm surprised all these people aren't solipsists with how skeptical they but, but, but are. But the is,
2: there was a local politician uh, who's I, I can't remember who it was. Uh, maybe I'll look it up. Uh, but he he literally said that uh, right wingers are never violent. uh All you have to do is look like all you have to do is look at his fucking history and look at his fucking Timothy, Timothy McVeigh who called, was a fucking right winger. Look at the fucking KKK and like they'll fucking deny it and. But like in their minds, they, nothing the right the right wing does can be is violent. It has to be left wing, and that's why I'm always pushing left because uh, there's a huge there's a growing chunk of the right who you can't even argue with anymore. Like they're they refusing to even. Yeah, admit- and
0: that's the thing is I, I was I guess naive, where I was like a lot of these crazy conspiracy theories, these pizza gay people are all a bunch of just shit lords on the internet. But no, these are like. My family members. These are, like, people that I respect and care about. And these are adults. These are voters. These are working people. These are, like, my congressman said violence is bad on both sides. Our president said it's coming from every side. And now I can't tell them anything because, like, I guess they think I'm being paid off by George Soros. I don't know. I, I but, used like, to think the how can you? What
3: be... D- like the savior of humanity, but it's actually doomed us because these people, these, these regular ish people now are constantly bombarded with Facebook articles about how George Soros is behind this, George Soros is behind that. Yeah. follow the trail. Yeah. If you're not a critical thinker and you're just, You share the article that they share with you. Oh, that's so frustrating. And
0: and the thing that's so heartbreaking to me is I argued yesterday with women, with Jewish people, with older people, with younger people. Like, literally every kind of person. Like, I can't believe I'm arguing with a Jewish person and they're saying, I don't want to defend Nazis, but. Like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I thought we agreed as a society that Nazis were the ultimate villain. Like, I thought that. (laughs) And obviously there's going to be a neo-Nazis. There's going to be problems and everything thing like there's always going to be a couple assholes but i can't believe we live in a society where i can see people not just randalls on the internet people that i actually know defending literal nazis that is insane to me
3: it's the real problem here is that the 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 actual people going to the street right now and saying how hitler and stuff are going to always number in the dozens to small hundreds the the issue is with this bigger population of people in the right wing and how they perceive it. And for me, the thing, the, re- the argument I was trying to make before is that going and punching those few dozen in the street, it doesn't... You're, yeah, you're right. You're not going to convince the neo-Nazis to stop being neo-Nazis. They're fucked. The, the thing is, they are, they're a small portion that doesn't actually control much power. But the bigger right-wing population, when you start punching people in the street... They are going to just start saying the left is fucking violent they, terrorism. But they they do say, it they anyway, they say. It anyway, I know. They, they say. What say about anyway. the
2: left? What about the left? Like, so those... do you think
3: more punching is the is the way to make them not Nazis? No, just make them leave the public
2: sphere? It's, it's a way after... to say
1: this is not tolerable in our nation. Yeah. Like, so what? many of us do not approve of it, and it doesn't matter yeah. what the right thinks, we will not allow Nazis to like gather and spout their rhetoric. Did you
2: guys see what happened to the guy who arranged the rally the day after? Oh yeah, when he got chased off, he,
1: he got literally chased out. Of town.
2: They, they tackled him. They, they punched him. They like if you're Nazi, you you see that what that happened to that guy. Are you ever gonna go to another rally uh, again? Like that's what that's what people were afraid of in the past, and now they're not afraid of that anymore. That that will happen. They they think like everyone. A lot of them will say like, "My millionopolis," like. like most people agree with us, they're just afraid to say it. Just political correctness and blind us. They, they, they deluded themselves thinking, and maybe I delude themselves. Like we should have so right that they do actually think most people have uh, are, are on their side, but they just need to be uh, radicalized and rallied. Like this, this is like they believe like this is gonna be the first step. Like once they start rallying in public, like more, more people are gonna join, the numbers are gonna grow. And uh, I think we should stop that. We should uh, have run them out of town like we did of that fucking asshole. I think the, the, there. The is- last
0: thing I'm gonna say about it is I don't agree with you guys that it's right but i'm beginning to think it's the only option No,
1: I, I think i think it's a pretty like pretty morally right to do i think there is merit to what phil's saying that what's going to happen is it's no, going to th- be that's
0: what i mean is i think morally i agree with phil but i'm having a harder time coming up with a better solution
1: yeah i think they're um there's merit to what phil's saying in that the optics of it are going to look bad to people that could be easily swayed right or left and those are the people like that determine elections a lot like this our past election and they're going to be looking at it's like oh look at how violent the left is and that is it is going to be a bad look if the right continues to push for this narrative and continue to like you know smear the left with antifa but at the same time it's like
0: this they push this when it was when the left was peaceful too yeah yeah, and like, it's, and and it's also like this. sometimes
1: you you reach a breaking point where you're like, I don't care anymore about how much you're gonna like slander me or our people. It's like this is just this is our life. This is the right thing to do. This is what we're gonna do.
3: I but here the, my problem though is again I, I can never get over this that I, I I admire like citizen vigilantism actually like <laughs> I think it is I think I it love is... the Punisher. I love Daredevil. <laughs> no, I think it is kind of it is kind of awesome when you see something like the civil rights movement happening and. Uh, the cops are literally hosing and beating blacks in the streets. And then you have people like the Black Panthers, like, following cops around with guns, just watching them. And, and, but then what happens here is they get into shootouts with the cops, inevitably, because they have guns and the cops have guns. And then people hate the Black Panthers. And secondly, if we tolerate citizen vigilantism, then are we? if, if, if there's enough right-wingers that think they should overthrow the government and say, well, we're going to institute this fucking racial white ethnostate... Like, should they, should we, should, is, is this the kind of society we should have? But by your
0: saying. own logic, Phil, your whole point was that the KKK waxed and waned and the errors that you're talking about were followed by a waning of the KKK because of the federal suppression of the government. Like, but like why the- do you, th- what caused that if not public opinion?
2: And yeah like, like 1960s uh, the, uh, the civil rights Act they didn't just come out like people act like uh, they just watched and uh, everything uh, was Kumbaya but uh, there was a fear of, of uh, uh, the left-wing uh, radical black uh, movements that eventually did lead to the black panthers uh, the government was fear that like there's always there's like there's always a fear of of the minority uh, uh, like uh and uh, minorities rising up, there's like there's a peaceful uh, option and there's always a violent contingent and people go over the the more peaceful option because they fear the violent contingent. Like people like we ignore the aspect of history. We act like it's only the peaceful solutions that gave us to where we got into, but it's always a fear of the violence that leads us to peaceful solutions. Yeah, I saw... Just, there was yeah. someone yeah, that
1: mentioned what like what terrorist or hate organization has been suppressed ever through like just civil discourse that's the instead thing. If the, if, of
0: violence if a group like the black panthers was so polarizing and violent and immoral or anything and it was it, and it was pushing those moderates to the right why would the federal government have cracked down on the kkk and stuff like that But the feds also cracked down on the black yeah, panthers like, the yeah, it did. But like I, and that. that's where i think i fall is i think the violent faction is necessary exactly what sly said to push people to the peaceful solution but i do feel that as a society as shitty as it is, we kind of have to use that and then crack down on it. I do kind of feel like you but need it, both. So then you're, uh,
3: but it's so like to <laughs> to say like we need to condone this, but also it's we have to arrest them for it. It's
2: like I don't I, like it. Could be it. like a necessary evil. <laughs> people always talk about God. People always talk about uh, these fucking nonviolent people that, that that brought us our new policy of nonviolence. I'm going to just use a quote from Gandhi, where Gandhi said, uh, uh, "Was violence ever necessary?" And he said, "There's a choice between cowardice and violence." Choose violence. So, when push comes yeah. to
0: shove, you should uh, not be afraid to
2: show violence.
0: I think I, it's I, shitty I, I and manipulative agree. to use people and then arrest them. But I kind of think that's how society might have to advance. No, but then this this gets into like false flag territory. Now we're like, we'll have some operatives
3: uh, no, fight you know punch Nazis I mean. and then we'll yeah. arrest them and.
0: What I mean wow. is, like, who, as as an activist, who am I going to speak out against or in favor? Am I going to talk about Black Lives Matter the same way I talk about the Nazi party? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, but... And I'm not that, equating that is, them. That is a false equivalency, though.
3: It's just, if we
0: had... It's a false equivalency a, in your eyes, but I eyes of a lot of people in, in their fucking current media culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm not I equivocating know. them, but I'm saying, like, am I allowed to pick and choose who I condemn? I think so. And it's it's also easy cuz you can condemn the one
1: that's literally about get these people out of like our country. Black lives yeah. matters, treat us equally, treat us like you treat yeah. white people and not I'm kind like, of
0: trying Obama. to adopt the rights rhetoric to make my point. Okay. I'm not really equivocating them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm it, still it, saying but it's like it's, because we're saying, we're saying it's a false equivalency, but a lot of people do like them. So it is worth bringing it up in this discussion. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, But it's it's like, th- that's kind of like, that's kind of easy distinction to draw between things of like, where you going to draw the line at whose rights you support and whose you don't? And it's like, I draw the line, I stop supporting the rights of the person that wants to stop supporting other people's rights. Yeah.
2: That's what I, that's what I always draw it on too. But
3: yeah. yeah. And I, I, I do understand that. You can't tolerate intolerance or, or for after enough
2: time, you're not going to have any... Yeah, and intolerance realizes that they act like it's a you, they got you in a conundrum like oh so much for tolerant. that's where that meme came from because they're going to say are you are you being intolerant towards my intolerance but the truth is, is yes we should be yeah like, just like yeah, yeah. you. you you're yeah. wrong
1: you shouldn't be peace you should be peaceful towards everyone except violent people
3: yeah yeah yes I, I agree yeah but my issue always comes down to when does word when do words become violence? And you, you can go into the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- the... That, yeah I is, think that's when you fair associate
0: point. with a known hate group, like the KKK or the Nazi party, who is like, like they are a hate group. They stand for hate. I think that that counts.
1: Well, it's always difficult because it's like a spectrum. And like I said earlier in the episode, where if you look at the wiki article, and it has like 12 groups, it's like, do we condemn all 12? Should we look into all 12 to see how much of like, how much of them are white supremacists who kick these people out of here? Or how much are just, you know, the quote-unquote white nationalists that are just like, I just want to feel proud being white. Like, is that worth silencing, too?
0: I think those are the people that aren't going to a rally of Nazis. And if you go to they, a rally of They interviewed
1: one of the guys that got fired from his job because they took the picture of him during that night. And he was saying, I'm a white nationalist. I was just there saying... I want to be proud of like, how black supported. Are He was still
2: supportive. He was bolstering numbers and giving vocal su- public support to Nazis like fuck him. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a weird that's where it I is stand. a
1: weird gray territory with that stuff.
2: Like if you, if you're on your fucking forums doing shit uh whatever that's that's been a thing since uh the internet guy invented but if, if you're if you're trying to at least make it seem like there's more Nazis than there are you're you're giving your face to the movement then fuck you. Like I'm not going to get through semantics of whether you're not sure or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're not going to fully uh, decide what if, uh, well, we should break down our moral laws. I, th- I think as hear.
1: time goes on, and as the Trump presidency continues, and as our, the pot begins to boil over, we're gonna we might be revisiting mm-hmm. this more. Yeah, well, you've won that's me over.
0: Next up is Phil. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. and then we're gonna start
1: planning on this podcast.
3: No, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the one of those alternate history, like Man in the High Castle, and I'll yeah. be like, I don't think we should punch out. I'm not sure they took over the U.S. But... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, you're going I feel to be gonna
2: a be, hard line? <laughs> One <laughs> day, Phil's going to be taken to um, a camp somewhere and he's going to come back
0: saying, I love Big Brother. I don't know what guys talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Heil Trump.
0: Okay. Are we done? <laughs> I think so. I hope okay. so. Yeah. So um, just a couple of quick pieces of housekeeping. I want to point out that uh, we have launched a new banner for all our stuff. And the, all of our stuff is now find, found at FranzRadio.com. 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 And if it, the website SlyMade looks absolutely amazing. And if you're hearing this, you already have the new RSS feed. So you don't have to worry about that. Good work. And yeah, you can find links to Divisive Issues there. Oops, I Talk Politics. All the other streaming stuff we're doing and the DD stuff. And as always, join our Facebook group at Oops, I Talk Divisive Issues. And quick plugs... I recently guested on best acquaintances that episode came out two days ago and I talk a lot about politics not specifically like where I stand on things but more just like what it's like hosting a political podcast and stuff like that and what it's like being an optimist when slice shits all over me all the time. (laughs) <laughs>
3: I've been there yeah.
1: <laughs> slice shitting on you how what does that feel like that's, I don't that's my know. fetish guys
0: <laughs> and also I know I've mentioned it before but my other podcast will get it right next year an adventure in cinema released an episode it's episode 10 that I think is one of the funniest things I've ever done so I really recommend if you haven't listened to it you should check out that episode it's a good jumping on point point. and also check out all the other shows at comraderadio.com we we Me and Phil and maybe Daryl are going to be on the Comrade episode that comes out this week, I think. I don't know. But we were on the last
3: one. Great plug. (laughs) We'll We'll maybe be on an episode that might be out.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's this week or next week. But fine. Check out the one last time that me and Daryl and Sly were on where we talked about projects we've given up before. Wait, where was I? Oh, you were <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and... I was sitting
1: on a beach in Spain. Oh, uh, uh, uh,
0: fuck. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's uh, all I have. Do you guys have anything
3: else to mention? Let me just tell you that this podcast followed me so hard that I was actually on the beaches of Spain and I one of our new friends that we made there. I actually went over and I was like, "So, do you know Mark Millar?" <laughs> that's how th- that's how this podcast followed me all the way there. God
1: Damn it.
0: Wow, it
1: that, like that when... is something to ask someone to have them never talk to you again.
3: Also, yeah. I should I should have been punched. C- congrats
1: to Mark Millar for having Millar World <laughs> bought by Netflix. That'll yeah. be great.
0: Okay, guys, <laughs> save that for next week, where yeah. if you come over to divisive issues, we're in the middle of Edgelord August, and it's get gonna me out of here. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to Oops I Talk Politics. I've been finally won over to the intolerant left. I'm still punching Nazis. I've been the grand ghoul of the
3: KKK.
1: And I've been punched by Sly for not being left enough.
0: <laughs> Oops, I ended the podcast. Radio.com independent podcasting network.